So here we are, starting the Tater Talk podcast with Orzuna. Support from the shadows, helpful methods behind supporting streamers. So the first question that I have for Orzuna, if you could be any Disney character, who would it be? And why? Go. Oh, any Disney character? Any Disney character, sure. Probably, I, I would say Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph. Ooh, Ralph's a good one. The new Wreck-It Ralph 2 is coming out, I think, November like 7th or something. So I'm pretty excited about that. Intro, who is Orzuna? What does he do? Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Who is your daddy? <laughs> and what does he do? All right, take two. <laughs> no, no, no. We start with the icebreaker questions around here. Get with the program, people. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say Wreck-It Ralph. And the, and the reason being is that he's often misunderstood, even though he's just trying to do good things Yeah. over the course of the movie. And yeah. Yeah, yeah that, sounds, that sounds about right. He's a winner. He's a winner. Wreck-It Ralph's a winner. Looking forward to the second movie for sure. I will accept your answer. All right, now to get serious. Orzuna. So, first question I had for you, obviously, why don't you give us a little bit of background about yourself, what you do, um, what you stream, things of that nature. Um, well, I am Orzuna. I am a variety streamer on Twitch. Um, and my content was previously centered around playing video games and, and supporting extra life on Twitch. And as I've grown over the past year, year and a half, um, one of the things that I've discovered is that it's almost natural for me to be helping streamers and content creators alike, uh, whether it's on Twitch, Mixer, YouTube, uh, via social media, things like that. And so I've kind of shifted my focus away from gaming to more of a support role. Uh, and and the majority of the support that I do is behind the scenes. Um, I'm a very technical person. And so I know a lot about the underpinnings of Twitch streaming and, and the applications that are used. And so my focus is, is on not only helping people improve their streams, but also the quality of their their stream content and the overall person as a whole. Cool, and I can certainly attest for that. He has helped me personally numerous times. Most recently with this camera you see here, new camera we have going on. He's helped me with CSS code for my uh, alerts, all kinds of things he's helped with. He's certainly a gentleman and a scholar. So... When did you start streaming on Twitch or when did you get start in the content creation space? Because, you know, I know me, I started 10 or 11 years ago, but then I took like an eight year hiatus because, you know, life happened. Um, but now I'm back for a few months and really enjoying it. But how about you? Where'd you start? Um, I started streaming about four years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, it originated with Extra Life a long, long time ago. And over the past few years, I haven't been as active in my content creation. 
this year has been more active than in previous years. Uh, I know that a couple of years ago, I'd been streaming video games here and there sporadically with no purpose or intention on my channel. And so I was really struggling with where I was as a content creator. And this year I've, I've had the good fortune of finding a community that is built upon helping every single member. And the mission behind that community is what really, you know, hit me personally and, and kind of drove me to be a better content creator overall and, and find that focus for my content. Yeah, I, I can certainly understand that. I mean, I, I've had a similar uh, situation, I think, with the Yam Fam um, the last few weeks. And it's the last few months, it's been really good, very well received. You mentioned Extra Life. How did you get started with Extra Life and, and why? Uh, Extra Life, I've actually been a member of Extra Life for, I want to say, eight years. But I somehow managed to lose my login and... Um, ended up signing back up 2014. Uh, but I originally got into it because I thought it was a really neat thing. At, at the time, I was playing video games, and so it kind of made sense to try to be uh, not only playing video games, but also raising money for children's hospitals and things like that. Yeah, it's super, super important. I mean, we know Extra Life is huge around Twitch, you know, several times a year, big streamers all come together and, and put those kind of, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, conglomerations together and raise a ton of money for a good cause. So that's terrific. And I, really, we should probably probably try to do something like that for the YamFam if we haven't already. I mean, I know I'm newer, so I'm not sure if you have already have. Has anything been done like that for the members of the YamFam? Uh, not currently. I know that there are plans in the works to try to do uh, not only an extra live stream, but a St. Jude stream. And I'm sure that there are a wide variety of charities that we will end up supporting over the course of a calendar year. Um, and, and part of that is just I'm I'm actually just starting to get back into the flow of streaming for extra life. Uh, the, the number one thing for me was getting my content back online and figuring out what I was going to do and how I could in, integrate extra life into that where I wasn't going to, because I wasn't going to push viewers away because it was a charity stream. I know that there's a lot of people who see, Oh, it's charity. I'm not going to watch that because they're not doing the same thing that they do normally on their stream. So I wanted to make sure that I had a purpose and a, and a focus before I got back into doing charity streams so that when the yam fam gets ready to do theirs that we're on a we're on solid footing for extra life that we're on solid footing for saint jude that we're on solid footing footing for all of those charities because we're going to have to have uh ambassadors to the community that are going to be able to provide guidance to those people who are just coming on board and, and learning about streaming for charities yeah, that's, that's cool. That's a probably a really good idea to establish yourself with a content that you want to stream before starting that in order to really to maximize the amount that is ultimately going to be donated to Extra Life or whatever charity you're streaming for. Mm -hmm. So 
I we know in the past you have you know been someone who has streamed games and I more recently at least that I have seen you're more just doing the IRL chat just chatting um, are you going to be primarily focusing on the, the type of content where it's you helping people or are you just going to be I, I guess what is the type of content you're going to look for and drive forward moving away from the gaming space because I feel like I'm in a similar situation as well uh, I, I think that my content is going to be focused on on a similar platform as as Ashley Christ and, and her stream coaching in in that I'll be supporting those streamers and I may not be providing the 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 Twitch channel uh, structure guidance and the the video review guidance but but more so here are little things that you can do to improve your stream whether you know <clears throat> it's just repositioning the camera whether it's adding a light on your desk <clears throat> excuse me or you know changing the settings on your microphone um you know i i understand the concepts behind the video reviews and the panel reviews and, and i've done a couple of those in the past and and i think that it's a good way to kind of build that structure where you can go from it's it's really easy to hear that you need to set a schedule and you need to do this and you need to do this other thing and and a lot of people hear that so they set a schedule of like five days but what they don't realize is that you know that five days is way too much for anyone just starting out and so it's it's kind of the the more nuances to to the information that's being disseminated through other avenues and so trying to help people understand those nuances and and apply that to their own content creation. Cool, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, again, you have helped me out tremendously over the past couple months, whether it's with slobs, which I know you're not a fan of. You use stream elements, right? I think you use you use stream elements. I use slobs. Yeah. Orzuna's not a fan of slobs for a plethora of reasons. Cool, but he's been gracious enough to help me out with it certainly numerous times, as well as audio issues camera issues who knows whatever other mental issues i may have had over the course of the last few months he's helped with so what about content creation and just streaming on twitch in general do you enjoy the most i would say the interaction that you have from the people that come into your channel uh, there's, there are such a wide variety of people on the Twitch platform in, from the viewer aspect that you're going to run into almost every type of person in the world, uh, on Twitch. And I think that, that having all of those different people come into your stream and interact with you is going to provide you a entirely new level of understanding of how people communicate how people interact um and how you can draw more people into your stream yeah it's been really impressive to me just the amount of support especially in our little niche community of the yam fam right and how everyone really comes together to support each other it's really it's really amazing um what is something that you're most proud of as it relates to content creation or supporting others with their dreams of streaming 
Um, I would say that the, the thing that I'm most proud of is being able to take the, the self centered aspect out of it where I don't want any recognition for the things that I do. Um, <clears throat> I'm not in this to, to be known as, you know, somebody who is an expert in this, an expert in this and an expert in that. My, my goal is to just be able to support those people who have dreams and, and need that little extra push to get there. <clears throat> yeah, that's understandable. Especially it's hard to find people on Twitch, especially who want to help just to help. Um, you know, I get the sense that a lot of people are looking for something in return where, you know, that there doesn't always need to be reciprocation. Those things will come in time as you help others. I, you know, I have found that myself. I Obviously, you have found that. It's it's more beneficial just to help others out of the goodness of your heart. And in time, that will be repaid to you probably 10 times over. It's just, you know, the more work and more effort you put in with those folks, the better off you're going to be in the long run because you're making them better and it's ultimately going to make you and your community's content better as well. Yeah, and, and a lot of it comes down to, you know, the the old story about teaching somebody to fish you know you you can give somebody a fish and they're fed for a day but if you teach them to fish they can feed themselves for a lifetime and and when it comes to content creation the the more that you can teach people about what they're doing and how to improve upon the the existing structure that they have the the better off that they will be in the long run i mean Anyone can download slobs and run it. It's not hard, but understanding how to do more advanced things within a streaming application requires a lot more, you know, time and effort that there's a lot of people aren't willing to put that time and effort in and making that knowledge available to them in a way that's easy to digest is something that there's not a lot of people doing for free. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, there are, you know, I'm not the most tech savvy person. I, I used to be, but that was a lifetime ago. And to be honest, I just don't have the time anymore. You know, stuff's going on. So for me to find someone like you who's more than willing to help, it's amazing because I know if I were to, you know, try to contract that out and, you know, go to support forums or whatever kind of support that is, it would either one, cost me a crap load of money or two, I would never find the information that I need. So I, I think, you know, people like you that provide that type of service for everybody just because, you know, really is awesome. Who would you say someone, um, you know, I know a big influence for me in my life is my dad for a billion reasons, none of which I'm going to go into today. Who would you say uh, a big influence on your life, on your goals? has been so far in your life and what lessons did they teach you that may relate to the content creation space? Hmm. I, I would say that the, the, the persons that have kind of pushed me in the direction of wanting to 
reach my goals within the content creation space are, are my parents and not because they were supportive, but because they said, that's something that you'll never make money doing. You can't make money playing video games. <clears throat> and I know McAfee talked, talked about this earlier today and, and there's a lot of people who are very closed minded when it comes to what is possible online. Um, there's so much growth and potential avenues for doing things that I saw it as an opportunity, not only to do what I want to do, which is tinker around with computers and technology and, and hardware, software, uh, live streaming and, and all of these different things. But now I can put all of those tools to use and help others while I do it. And so that's really what my goal turned into as I got older. Uh, you know, my daughter is actually interested in, in live streaming. She's been recording videos on her iPad since she was two and a half in the hopes that she'd be on YouTube one day. And so my goal is to be able to set up her for success so that she can literally go through school while earning that residual income and never have to work a day in her life once she's done. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it sounds as if you and I are, which we've talked about this before, we're in similar situations, similar points in our lives. Right. And, you know, mm -hmm. I was told growing up that of course, why play video games, waste of time. You'll never make money, but you know, look today, you know, look at all these people making more money than probably our parents ever could imagine by playing video games, which is kind of crazy. And I know for sure that my son, you know, I want the same thing for my son. He tells me all the time, let's stream Twitch games. Let's stream, you know, whatever he wants to stream because he has a lot of influences for him when he watches things like kids YouTube or, you know, he watches Twitch. Of course, you know, heavily moderated by myself, but you know, that's a big influence today. And that wasn't something 30 years ago that you or I ever had access to. So it's just a completely different landscape. Now it's really kind of remarkable to see that transformation. Yeah. What would you say, um, is something you are most proud of when it comes to Twitch or supporting others? Um, I, I think that the, the thing that I am, would be most proud of is getting people involved in the YamFam. Uh, it has been six months now since I first subbed and started gifting subs in that channel. And I think that I can say that I'm proud of this because it's something that has grown far beyond what I had imagined at the time, uh, knowing that there were people out there and there were content creators who were looking for someone to give them the tools that they need. Uh, and, and, and seeing that, that Ashney was there and, and providing all of this knowledge to these people and doing all of these great things and giving them the advice that they needed to hear, not what they wanted to hear, but what they actually needed to hear struck 
it, it stuck with me because that's not something a lot of people do. They tell people what they want to hear, but not necessarily what they need to hear. And, and, and seeing that, <clears throat> you know, drove me to say, look, these people need this. I see that they need it. And I'm just going to do this because I believe that they will get so much out of it. And now we're at a point where it's grown so big that, you know, I can't believe that I was there at the start. Yeah, it, I think she started back up in April and I kind of kept poking my head in for about a month before I was ready to sub because I, I wasn't certain that she was the real deal. And it wasn't until I knew that she was the real deal that that I took the leap and, and took a ton of people with me. It yeah. really is pretty amazing. Yeah, and, and a lot of that stems from the, the support network that she's got. Uh, she has a, a, an amazing group of, of community managers, amazing group of, you know, Twitch moderators and, and all of those people <laughs> you know, help her to make sure that she's always on point, that she's doing what needs to get done and, and that the things that she needs done are happening. And, and I think that that's one of the biggest things is that without that support there, you know, it, it's almost impossible for someone to handle a community that large by themselves. Yeah, it really is remarkable. Apologies to everybody watching. I had to mute my mic because I'm sneezing and coughing like crazy over here, trying to get over this cold, but it just won't kick. So hopefully tomorrow I'm doing a little bit better. Um, what do you think, Orzuna, what is, do you, actually, here's a random question for you. Where did your name Orzuna come from? Uh, it's a former World of Warcraft character. I'm okay. very unoriginal and I couldn't think of anything for Twitch. Okay, so there's nothing like crazy story behind it or anything. It's just one of your old WoW names. Yep, that's it. Cool. Yeah, I used to be the same way and it wasn't really until recently I came back as Johnny Sweatpants, which is something that really my wife, my kids and I stumbled upon. Out of nowhere. Um, so I was going to ask, when it comes to you know donating time, money, subs, whatever that is, what do you think the type of support is that is most important and beneficial to newer content creators or newer streamers? I think the type of content that's beneficial to, to newer content creators is that content that allows them to learn how to stand on their own two feet. If you simply hand someone the answers or you hand them, you know, a pre-built stream, then they don't understand the work that goes into that. And they can't appreciate the, the work and the effort and the, the culmination of that. And so more so than money, more so than, than anything else. It's, it's being able to put someone in a chair and, and help them to do it themselves. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that's, uh, I'd probably, I'd agree with that. Um, you know, bigger than subs or donations or tips or whatever it is, is just letting people understand or come to the realization that it takes a lot of work. Um, and that's something I never really appreciated until really even recently. Um, 
you know, I used to be the type of guy, and I think we've had conversations about this in the past where you were as well, just, oh, I'll just throw on the stream while I'm playing World of Warcraft or playing whatever game. And that's that's fine, but you're mm -hmm. not going – if you want to grow as a person, if you want to grow your community, if you want to try to make money, that's not going to do it for you. Exactly. And and that's 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 exactly what, you know – being able to understand that and and the purpose that I I've kind of stepped into on Twitch is, is to to help people realize that you can hear it on one stream, but when you start hearing it on three, four, five, ten different streams, and and you hear those success stories of people who have put in that work and who have basically gone through it, that you realize that's what I need to do as a content creator in order to reach that level of success. So you and I, we, I, you know, I think we're in similar points in our lives. I don't know how old you are. Of course, you know, I know I'm 37, have a couple kids, a wife job. I've known you long enough now to know you have similar life situations, kid, you work full time. How do you go about balancing work versus stream versus you know the rest of your life with your family um it, it came down to getting burned out and going through that experience uh personally was what allowed me to take that step back from streaming from even lurking in people's channels and even helping people on discord uh where I could sit there and, and look at what was going on in my life, what was going on Discord, what was going on on Twitch, and say, uh, these are the things that are happening as a result of me working, you know, from I get up at six and I'm not home till six and then I stream at seven. So I have no time to get that decompression in after work. And, and I realized that I was pushing myself too hard during the week. And so I ended up pushing my streams off to Friday nights, Saturday nights, and like Sunday mornings. And one of the things that I've just now realized is that even the Sunday afternoons that I was doing, like they can't work because I'm too involved in my daughter's life. And so I had to decide what's more important, my daughter or streaming. And my daughter's going to win every time. And so that was one of the guiding factors. And that has allowed me to kind of shift my my stream schedule around, get my balance where it needs to be, and I can still not only get my job done during the day, but I can also lurk in Discord and in Twitch streams and, and meet new people and engage with them and, and work with them on helping to make their, their, their content creation a lot better. Kiswan in chat is just saying he he or she is surprised to see people above the age of thirty five on Twitch. I thought that was kind of kind of funny, but there's there is a large subset of us out there. Yeah, I'm uh thirty seven and a half now. Okay, yeah, so like you and I are pretty much you know the same age. I just turned thirty seven uh, about a month and a half ago myself. Yeah. <laughs> so. 
who is it, you know, we know you're part of Ash's kind of like stream. I don't know if it's the stream team right now, but you're a mo- uh, kind of a moderator uh, within her Discord and all those things. What is your exact role within her little group right now? Um, The only thing that I have any power in is the stream. I am a moderator for her channel. Uh, other than that, I'm just a guy who provides a certain level of reassurance um, and when necessary throws out the crazy ideas outside of the box. Um, I know that we, we were in a meeting with Ashney after I'd gotten moderator status and, and she was talking about all of the things that she had coming up on her plate and, you know, the first question out of my mouth is how can we alleviate a lot of the burden that you have so that you can focus on the things that are a priority for you? And this was probably about a month or so ago. And you'll notice that just recently in her streams, she started to say, Hey, look, I'm running myself ragged. And that was, that was the reason that I, I kind of asked that question because you, you hit that point and you can see it. Uh, especially after you've gone through it, where a person just does not have the same energy about them and you can hear it in their voice when people ask the same question over and over and over. And so it's interesting that to be able to identify that uh, before it actually happens and not say, I told you so, but to say, what can I do to help? And I think that's the big difference is that I'm not there to say, look, I, I told you that was going to happen. You should have listened to me the first time. It, it's being that supportive person and saying, look, it sucks. I've been there. What can I do? And how can I and the others that are helping you take some of that burden so that you can actually live your life so that you can go to TwitchCon, so you can go to PAX, you can go to all those other places and, and make that work. So, yeah, obviously she was working way too much, like 14, 15 hour days, six, seven days a week. It's insane running herself ragged. Mm-hmm. You guys stepped in and, and helped her out immensely. Where do you see your role in that going as we know the YamFam grows, right? We know that there's the stream team going to be announced here probably at the end of the month with a, excuse me, a bunch of people being selected to be on that stream team. We know that you know, obviously Ash talks frequently of plans to do bigger and better things. So we know it's growing. How do you see your role evolving with that? Um, I think that my hope would be that I fit in somehow. And, and even if I don't, it's not going to change how I am or what I do. Uh, I'm not defined by my role in the community. I'm, you know, I am my own person. I do my own thing. And the, the content that I'm putting out on Twitch is meant to be as helpful as possible. I don't want anyone to feel as though they can't come into my channel and ask the most random question in the world. Uh, I want it to be a welcoming space for everyone to be able to talk about anything and everything within reason. Um, you know, I'm not going to start having political discussions similar to I'm really important, obviously, 
because that's not what my stream is focused on. My stream is is being there for for people and talking about, hey, if this happens, how do we find a solution to it? Um, but I've had people in my channel talk about, you know, um, the jobs that they do, and come to find out, I actually learned more about being an online cam girl in one stream than I thought I ever knew about the entire business. And it was simply because I happened to run into a streamer and they came into my channel and we were talking about things and I asked them what they did and asked permission to, you know, is it okay to ask you these questions? And so my, my content is going to be what defines me. It's, it's not going to be a role within a community. It's not going to be a stream team. It's having that content and that space that's that's there to support people whether it's emotionally whether it's you know technical stuff on twitch or whether it's just help fixing content in the simplest of ways yeah i, th I think that's probably a good mindset to have you know no matter how large it gets you're gonna just keep doing your thing essentially and i think anyone you know everyone would love for that to continue of course yeah, and, and I, you know, the goal is that my content speaks for itself. That that my my work ethic and my <clears throat> principles and all of that will will speak for me. I you know I shouldn't have to beg, borrow, and steal to you know get a name out there for myself. I should be able to do that on my own, and my content should be able to to stand up on its own. So here's here's a question I have for you. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. What was your first impression of me whenever we actually first interacted? Which I don't even know exactly when that may have been. Um, that would have been in Ashley's stream, and it probably would have been when you started gifting subs. And the first time that it happened, it was, I think, similar to when Dave did it. I was like, oh, cool. Somebody else is doing it. But then it happened again. Then it happened again. And I was like, there's something off about this guy. And there's a lot off about me. <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen your kids? They down. Oh, don't remind <laughs> me. He's grounded the weekend. <laughs> but that was that was the, the first impression that i received and it wasn't until i came into your stream and i was like oh he plays world of warcraft and he does this and and it's not that his stream is terrible but it's just needs a little nudge in the right direction and so i i can definitely tell the difference between when i first came to your stream and now it's almost night and day and the, and the changes that you've made in the branding in the content in the the focus overall uh, are really, really great to see. Thanks. I know sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I come up as kind of a an a-hole to people or people get that impression of me. But I'm glad to hear that wasn't exactly your first impression. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and typically when when viewers in a channel see someone like you come in, they're like, oh my God, this guy's a whale. 
and and so they think that they can latch on to you and and oh. by following your channel and, and coming into your streams that they're going to get that transactional relationship with you where where they're going to follow you and they're going to get something out of it and that's not something that is really smiled upon on twitch and i know that that you've had people come to you in dms and just go hey dude can you can you like give me a sub can you like send me something and, and people really missed mistake the uh or mistook your intentions when you were gifting those subs and i think that it's that's something that is kind of funny because you should never question someone else's intentions or ask for anything from someone who's doing something so generous for a community. Um, it's not just for the streamer, it's for the, the community as a whole. And I think that people kind of lose that because they see someone who has the ability to do that and they feel like they should get something out of that transaction too. Yeah, I think a lot of people misunderstand you know when when things like that happen it's not for the benefit of the individual it really isn't it's about the benefit that it is to the community to that particular streamer and everyone else in there because it opens a door for them that they might not have otherwise had um and yeah you know those things happen where people ask for things and that's fine twitch is a big space it's the internet you never know what you're gonna get so you got to take it with a grain of salt but um yeah i agree with you people shouldn't just expect ex they shouldn't expect those things but be very welcome welcoming when they do happen yeah who's your favorite superhero i don't have one there's only one correct answer and that was not it let go batman Oh, uh, well, okay, so you're half right. I'll give it half. <laughs> Batman is acceptable. I'm pretty sure Lego Batman is better than Batman. Lego Batman is pretty sweet. I mean, you got Lego Batman followed by Ben Affleck. Eh, there's no real comparison there. Yeah, Ben Affleck is kind of a bummer. I'm, I'm more yeah. partial to Michael Keaton, best Batman ever. Michael Keaton is the best Batman. I will give you that. Clooney was terrible. Oh no, Kilmer, Clooney, no. Kilmer was okay. <laughs> How can you say a Deadpool? How can you wear a Deadpool t-shirt and say Batman? Oh, no, very easily. I, I put on a Deadpool shirt, and then I talk about Batman. That, that's how I do. Batman that. is easily the greatest. I could go into a million reasons why, but I will not. If you had said Superman, we may have just ended this podcast. <laughs> how about? So you and I are, you know, same age. How about uh, first video game you played? A lot of people were chatting about the first games they played. What's the first one you remember playing? Uh, the first video game I played would have been uh, Crazy Eights and Hunt the Lumpus. No idea what those are. Or was that like an Atari or old school like two eighty six? Uh, crazy Crazy Eights was an old school five and a quarter inch floppy text based card game. And Hunt the Wumpus was a five and a quarter inch floppy, like RPG game. And if you look at the Discord mascot, that is a Wumpus from that game. Oh, 
Okay. So they obviously are of the same age as you and I and have actually played that game. I think my first game was probably, and this sounds stupid, Pong. <laughs> probably it's not stupid. Was it was one of the very first games out there. Yeah, I had an old school Atari, um, of course, and I, I vividly remember playing Pong. And then obviously onto like Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, and there was one where I'd swing on a vine on the Atari, and I can't remember for the life of me what it was called. Pitfall. Yes, Pitfall. And I was I was two screens for beating the game when the power went out. <laughs> that sucks. Uh, you have no idea. I was like, oh, I'm gonna beat the game. And this is before cheat codes actually existed, so I was actually really good at this game. And then the power goes. Thanks. Crap. Did you ever play the game Bad Dudes? Yes. Did you ever beat it? No. Worst ending to any video game ever. I I can honestly say that I don't think I've actually ever beaten a console game in wow. my life. Yeah, don't ever play Bad Dudes. The end of the game is, great job, let's get pizza. It, it takes like three weeks. You can't do anything but play the game. You have to leave it on. Great job, let's get pizza. I was going <laughs> to kill somebody. <laughs> what was that other turtle game that was like ridiculously hard ninja turtles no not ninja turtle ninja turtles is a classic but it was a battle toads battle toads yeah battle toads was ridiculous uh crappy gamer mom leisure suit larry was actually oh, my yes. first my first modern pc game uh when i got uh my first laptop in 19 19- 90 ish that was one of the first games i had leisure shoot lair was awesome i i forgot that game existed until gamer mom just brought there, it up. there was nothing better than watching than, than playing leisure suit larry in blue and gray monochrome leisure shoot lair was awesome so you know you and i both have kids mm-hmm. how do you limit your daughter's time in front of a stream or you know on her ipad or phone or something you know i know it's a struggle for me and as much as i would love having my son here behind me right doing his dabs and stuff that's terrific at some point though there's things that get exposed to him that i don't nest you know obviously as a parent you don't want him to see how do you manage that um she used to we we have she's had an ipad for four years now um ish i gave her a ipad my old ipad mini when when she was really little just to put youtube kids on and and watch the lullaby videos um to kind of help her go to sleep so she'd listen to those while she fell asleep um but as she grew older she started to watch youtube kids i've already taught her how to use uh voice search on youtube kids that was a mistake um <laughs> but when she started to get older she started to take over the apple tv and she would pull up youtube youtube and there's a lot of content on youtube itself that is not policed very well by google and so you hear a lot of parents complaining about some of the videos that their children are watching and 
what people fail to realize is that the parents have to actually police their children's viewing habits instead of thinking that the children are going to do it themselves. Um, I don't know how many, we actually took the YouTube app off our Apple TV because my daughter had discovered uh, some dumb thing. I don't even know what it was called, but it was dumb enough that I felt like my IQ dropped 20 points every time she watched an episode. And so we simply just removed that content from her um, ability to, to access it. And so the, the nice thing is that she's kind of stuck to her iPad and she's stuck to YouTube kids. And she's stuck to a lot of Netflix kids stuff. And she doesn't go after a lot of the things that you would consider questionable. Um, I think I've only ever had to, <laughs> to actually report one video on YouTube kids. Yeah, we, so my, my nine-year-old, he's, he's honestly, he's a really good kid. He's like super innocent. He would never just knowingly go, you know, gamer mom said her eight-year-old looked up boobs in the app store. My son would, ne it would never even occur to him to do that. But we know that his friends have tried to do things like that. And I always worry that he's going to get sucked into that, you know, and it's going to happen eventually. I just, I guess I never want him to grow up type of thing. And my, you know, my two-year-old just unbelievable with an iPad already. It's mind-boggling. Mm -hmm. He knows how to turn the Wi-Fi on and off, you know, because we'll go to my uh, brother-in-law or sister's house, and he will literally he knows how to switch the Wi-Fi to connect to the correct Wi-Fi signal at two years old, which is absolutely baffling to me. Yeah. And um, but his iPad actually just broke like three days ago. It no longer charges so I, we're gonna have to get him a new one i'm gonna have to maybe that'll be my first tip goal i don't just the new ipads <laughs> are so you know he had like a second generation ipad it's really old you know because he's two and he drops the thing I mean, we have a case on it but you know it's finally kick the bucket time for a new one maybe christmas yeah yeah they're, they're gonna see stuff you can't really keep it entirely from them but rather try to explain to them yeah, but I don't want to explain it. It's the thing, gamer mom. Well, and, and part of that as well, um, you know that they're going to be exposed to it. Um, the goal that I've always tried to have is to, as they get older and they ask questions about things, expose them to it in, in tiny doses so that it's not... Like, I don't want to have to explain murder to a six-year-old. But if I have to, I'm going to explain it in a way that is, well, like, like I'm explaining it to a five-year-old. Because that's essentially what I'm doing. Um, even working with content creators, there's sometimes that you have to explain it like they're five. Because... They may not have the knowledge and understanding of certain terminology or, or things that relate to content creation that you personally do. And so <clears throat> explaining like they're five is probably the best approach to it. Not saying that people need to have everything explained to them like they're five, but as simple <clears throat> terms as possible and as, as 
easily digestible. You know, I possible. always, and I do this at my real job too. I always ask people, explain this to me like you're explaining it to your grandmother, because you know that's the only way people are going to learn. It's the same thing with the kids too. I agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Do you ever see? At what point? I think you said your daughter's six. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so at what point, and I know Twitch, you know, you can't stream until you're 13 or something unless an adult's there. Do you see your daughter streaming sooner rather than later? You know, not waiting till she's 13 to start doing her own content? I think so. Um, I have a feeling, and I've been trying to get her to write a story for about a month now. But I have this feeling that she's going to be creating content within the next year as her her mind starts to develop and, and understand, you know, basic storytelling, I think she'll be chomping at the bit to get in front of a camera and start recording those. Yeah, my son, my son's in a, he just wants to be on. I don't, he's not going to sit down and write things because, you know, he's a nine-year-old boy. He just wants to go like full speed 100% wants, of the time. He just wants to dab and, and right. do yeah. Fortnite dances. Exactly. He yeah. wants to dab, do that, whatever this is. I don't know. It's unbelievable. Uh, anybody else out there have any questions for Zuna? You know, I don't know if there's anything else about yourself you'd like to share with us. Cairo's dabbing. Thank you so much, Cairo the Empath. Uh, <laughs> no more dabbing. How about... Are there any regrets that you might have uh, as far as content creation or supporting people? No, don't dab. Let's see. Regrets I have. Um, picking <laughs> no, I don't regret picking Lego Batman over Deadpool. Right, that's fine. You blew um, it. Yeah, it's too late. <laughs> uh i can't think of any regrets i think i i wish i would have started sooner and and been able to have kind of found my my purpose and my calling a number of years ago i think that that would have helped but my my general mindset when it comes to why didn't I do this then? Or, or, you know, why did I go this route instead of that route? Is that, you know, we're, we're where we're at in life because that's where we're supposed to be at, a, at that particular point in time. And the universe will eventually put you in a position that says, look, if you take this first step, we'll make it easy, but you still have to take that first step. Yeah, and that's something, I mean, as dumb as this sounds, something I still struggle with. You know, even after, you know, I stream three days a week, I put out YouTube videos, I still struggle to motivate myself to continue to pump out content, which is, you know, I don't know. It's strange just in that I've already done it. You know, it's nothing new. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are in a similar situation there. I, you know, whatever it is, it, I, I don't have enough time or... I'll always find a reason to put it off. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I can say is that if you're 
content subject matter is not broad enough, you can run into a point where you focus your content so narrowly on one particular thing that you're almost unable to pull it back out to give you that that breathing room that you need to create more content. Yeah, and that's what, you know, I know Ash talks about finding your niche. A lot of people, if you go, you know, just go to YouTube and tips for starting streamers, find a niche, find a niche. Honestly, I, my niche is just at this point, just me, things I like to do. You know, no one knows those things better than I. And it would probably be beneficial for me to pick one and stick to it. But I don't want to limit myself either and get into that situation where that's all I am. Exactly. What is the new crappy gamer says? She's so excited for new content idea that she came up with. Are you going to share that with us, Gamerom? I hope you do. Orzuna. Very important yes. question. Favorite fast food restaurant? I don't eat fast food. That is acceptable. What do you like to eat then if it's not if you don't eat fast food? Um I like to cook myself. Um I'll usually uh, cook whatever is handy like this afternoon while I was working from home. Uh I had some sliced ham and cheese and made grilled ham and cheese. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. I actually made chicken noodle soup um this week largely due to the fact that you made it what was it last week you did that uh two weeks three weeks was it really Somewhere that there. long ago feels like it was yeah. yesterday first weekend of the month i think wow well we made it wow. back then and i made it again this week <clears throat> mostly because <laughs> my whole family's sick i feel awful right now but it was so good yeah <clears throat> well and that's that's the thing is you know the the easier you can make any kind of food, uh, the the better off you're going to be. It's it's just like it's just like <laughs> content creation. You know, if you understand the basics behind it, and, and and how to put the building blocks in the right places, then you can pretty much do anything. Is there anything that you are particularly curious about in regards to the Twitch? space right now we know there's been a lot of kind of i guess rumblings about things like closed captioning coming or actually there was something you showed me last night the different it wasn't twitch but you could use it to integrate multiple camera views on a particular stream are there things like that that you're curious about and are looking forward to um i think the biggest thing is honing the tags i i think that tags are they were a good idea but i think that they were they were implemented a little bit on the the quick side i, I don't think that they were ready for prime time and they, they tend to be focused on a very narrow group of people and why they needed a visual asmr tag it's beyond everybody is that still there i saw they actually revised the tags recently 
Yeah, it's still there. Visual ASMR. It's still there. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. You know, these. T I think they were poorly implemented. I don't think people people just don't understand. I think how they really are viewed. You know, like what does. Well, and a lot of it, you know, if you look at the tags, 30% of those tags are geared towards one type of game. And that's MOBAs, like League of yeah. Legends, Dota. And, and so if you have 100 tags and 30 of them are already geared towards one games, like one style of game already, you've just <laughs> lost 30% of your entire market because you've decided to implement a descriptive system that only caters to one type of of streamer and the other 66% of streamers have to fit within two thirds of the potential labels that you can apply to a stream. Yeah. I'm assuming that the tags are just going to be a continual like maintenance type thing for Twitch. You know, they have things like a tag is BlizzCon. Hey, that's cool. I'm glad it's a tag, but BlizzCon's once a year. So the next couple of weeks, people are going to use it, but the other 48 weeks of the year, no one's going to have a BlizzCon tag. It's just kind of dead space there. And there's a there's a bunch of them like that. Well, and, and every Twitch streamer that's streaming views October as a spooky stream month. Not once did they mention a horror tag. Yep. Yeah, or just even the spooky tag or anything. You could say Halloween. Yeah. I'm surprised exactly. there's not a holiday tag, you know? Uh, you get into some, yeah, some, you get into some rough stuff water there. going holidays because yeah. there's... Yeah. I lost my chapstick. Oh, I found it, thank God. That's okay. Well, we want to wrap this up? Yeah, we probably can. Um, one... Last question that I, I did want to ask you is what is something and case yes French toast <laughs> is the French toast is the correct answer bacon All I'll agree bacon. with bacon as a Jewish man I will agree with bacon what is something that you have failed at and what did you learn from it and then how did you apply that later on <clears throat> um I would say that one thing that I have failed at is event planning. Uh, a couple years ago, I was planning an extra life fundraiser with a group of people. And I learned very quickly that logic didn't quite apply to the planning of this event with those particular people. And so it made it extremely difficult to, to reach out to potential sponsors, to potential donors, and try to gather traction for the event. Uh, and, and so over the next couple of years, I shifted my focus from uh, helping with that particular event to kind of changing it up and, and working on my own different event, which is now in its second year of occurrence i guess is the word i don't even know what the word would be um but we're in the second year of doing it and we've actually 
as of right now, we've got over a hundred people signed up to play Dungeons and Dragons for two days. And that's just our Dungeons and Dragons group. That's not counting anyone coming to play in uh, Pokin tournaments, anyone coming to play other tabletop games, Pathfinder, um, Hearthstone tournament. I think we've got an illegal Legends tournament. So there, there's a lot of interest already, and it's already way more successful than any event that we've had in the past. I think that by focusing on how we structured the event allowed us to say, look, we're not going to just throw this all together willy nilly. There's a, there's, there's building blocks that you have to put at the foundation before you can actually start to make the event happen. And that was the biggest lesson for me personally was, was understanding that foundational work that had to go into it before you could start adding things on top. And, and the same thing applies to content creation. And so I've used that knowledge to kind of help build that foundation for content creation into everything that I do. Yeah, it's good. I think, you know, I think a lot of people see, you know, streams and perceive people to be successful on Twitch or whatever content, YouTube, whatever those platforms are. And I think people, you know, they don't understand that the people that continually put out that information, that content, they have failed a million times. And because of that, they were able to succeed this one particular time. And I think that's a, a big lesson that a lot of people need to learn and need to understand and accept in order to, you know, better themselves and move forward, especially in this space, not just in life, but especially in this Twitch, YouTube content creation space. Yeah. And, and you know, to that point, you know, that uh, failing thousands of times, uh, as you look at content creators and as you look at, um, people like Ashney Christ, who are, are pushing people to be better people, to be better content creators. She is the face and the, the, the marketer of all of her content. But behind her in, in, in behind the scenes, there are so many people working to make sure that her discord is handled, that her chat is, is managed and that, you know, her videos get, get edited and uploaded to YouTube on time. And there's so many people that work behind those scenes that are never acknowledged. And, and that's where I operate. I operate behind the scenes in the shadows where no one sees me because I'm not there to be in the spotlight. I'm there to help push people into the spotlight and give them the courage to do content creation, how they want to, but in a successful manner. Yep. Yep. And you certainly do a good job with that. You know, she has a good group of folks. You know, I know it's you and, and Dave and Rook and Penny and I'm, I know I'm forgetting people, but you guys do a tremendous job especially for her. All right. Well, that's all I had, sir. I really appreciate the time. Um, everyone big shout out to Orzuna and Hey, honest to God, thank you so much for the help over the past couple months with whatever the hell things I've needed help with, whether it's the camera, the alerts, 
the sound, whatever it is. You've honestly been a tremendous help. I really do appreciate it, sir. No problem. I appreciate you having me. Yep, for sure. All right, guys, that is it with Orzuna. We will let him go. Bye. We'll miss you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Tater Talk.